Dim the Lights for Box Office Preview is now showing on an onstage blog podcast near you. I am your host, Greg Earhart, contributor to Onstage Blog and On Screen. Joining me today, my co-host. Every day that his movie reviews come out is Judgment Day for the studios. It's On Screen Chief Critic Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? I'm good. It's a uh, it's a dark dark fate that we that lies ahead. <laughs> it is indeed. Also joining us today, our very special guest. Let's just say. He may or may not have explored the Kyle Reese model of getting dates in his single days. It's on Sage Blog, Editor-in-Chief Christopher Peterson. Chris, welcome. How are you? Wait, what? About Kyle Reese? <laughs> Does that mean that Chris used uh, Come With Me If You Want to Live as a pickup line? I, mean, <laughs> I, I was known to do some pretty you know, silly things, but still. It's, uh... The Kyle Reese model of going back in time to get dates. You know, and, oh, uh, okay. Obviously. obviously. <laughs> Come on, that, yeah. that was I thought that was pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I'll tell you, it was not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so much the better then. We we are very we had to bring Chris in uh, for this very exciting podcast where we're going to break down uh, Terminator Dark Fate for the next. I don't know what what you guys say. Four hours here. Uh, What what do you got? At least, yeah, yeah. I've cleared my calendar. But first, uh, let's recap uh, the box office that happened the last couple of weeks. Uh, the last time we recorded, we previewed Maleficent, uh, Mistress of Evil, and Zombieland Double Tap. Uh, as far as box office goes, Maleficent uh, won the weekend with $36.9 million. Uh, Both Ken and I were over it, but Ken, you were closer on that. Uh, you guessed 43. I went with 46, I believe. And uh, do I have regrets? Um, yeah. I, I really uh, I, we both kind of talked about how this is probably a disappointment. Yet I went high anyway, so yeah, I definitely have regrets um, for a sequel that no one really asked for and a plot that no one really could comprehend uh, to begin with. Uh, Zombieland, however, I won Zombieland. Uh, I guess twenty-seven. You went thirty-two, and actual box office results was twenty-six point eight million. Uh, Ken, do you have regrets about your prediction? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I thought. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I, you you guessed with your heart, not with your head. I, I, I did, yeah. I did. Um, you know, so say say la vie. It is what it is. Yeah, and uh, last week was a pretty inconsequential weekend. I think there are a couple. You know, Black and Blue came out as well as a horror movie called Countdown. Uh, neither made much of a dent. In the I gotta be office. honest. I didn't even hear about. I didn't even know about Countdown until like the week it came out. I, I think it was like. Produced and made like a week before that. Oh, so okay, that's, that makes sense. That's, that's probably why. <laughs> um, so yeah, it would you know, Maleficent and Joker continue to dominate uh, the box office there, and that brings us to this week. Uh, but first, before we get to Terminator Dark Fate, uh, let's spend another ten minutes on the Joker. No, I'm just kidding. We spent the last like four weeks about to talk about the Joker. We don't even talk about that anymore. Uh, Chris, have you seen the Joker? No. Okay. And I'm what? protesting it. No, I'm protesting. Um, <laughs> okay. I just honestly have no time to yeah. see the movie right now. So, yeah. well, we both really liked it. So, uh, I think I liked it more than Ken. But we're not. Gonna, we're truly not going to spend any more time talking about the Joker on uh, this podcast. So let's talk about Terminator. Terminator Dark Fate. It is the sixth movie in the Terminator franchise. Uh, let's do a quick review of the box office history, and uh, this box office uh, trajectory is pretty much. One simple bell curve. Uh, it, it peaked with Terminator 2, 
and, and unfortunately, because Box Office Mojo, uh, who we usually go to for inflation-adjusted numbers, uh, they switched their format and they went to an IMDb style uh, format. It's terrible. I can't find adjusted numbers anymore. So unfortunately, all I can give Ridiculous. you is, right, is um, non-inflated adjusted numbers. But it will still tell the story of the Terminator franchise. So the first Terminator movie was a sleeper hit, $38 million back in 1984. Uh, peaked at Terminator 2, came in 1991, $204 million, which I'll have to guess the inflation adjusted numbers, but it's probably north of 400 probably yeah, 500 say, probably double that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Terminator 3, which came out another 12 years later, $150 million. And then now we get really ugly. Terminator Salvation, 2009, $125 million. And then Terminator Genesis at $89 million. So mm-hmm. each sequel has been has performed less than the, than the previous one. And that brings us to Terminator Dark Fate. So there's a lot of questions and storylines to go with this. Uh, let's start with this one. So let's talk about the franchise. Uh, Ken, let's start with you. How, how and where did this franchise go wrong? <laughs> uh, <laughs> where do we begin? They, they, they decided to make a Terminator 3. <laughs> uh, that's, but that's, that's an important But That's, that's pretty important much it for point. me. Yeah, right. Because, you know, Terminator 2 was probably, I mean, again, even for a two-movie franchise, so to speak, it was kind of the perfect ending. Yes. So, right? I wouldn't even say it's perfect, but it was just the way they ended it was there really, you really couldn't go beyond that unless you forced exactly. it to, which is what they did. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think, I don't, I don't know if it was Terminator 3 by itself being the problem. I think the fact that they waited 12 years to do a sequel between T2 and T3, technically, um, kind of softened um, the, I don't know, uh, impact this movie could have had. And also the fact that T3 wasn't very good. I mean, I think if T3 had been a good movie, it might have been, I think we would have had a different trajectory, but um, it's just not. And it doesn't, I mean, the no, problem I, is- I disagree. I disagree. I, 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 uh, I don't entirely agree with that either. I, I'm, I'm mixed on it, but I mean, really Salvation and Genesis are, are the, the really... There notable drop-offs in quality. Right. right. T3. So let me let me just defend T3 for a little bit. So You're going to defend T3. This is not movie court. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even I'm not going to defend it either, but I mean it's not it's not an awful movie. It's 77% Rotten Tomato score and and the reviews and most of the reviews in there I agree with, which is it's just a non-stop chase movie. And I, there's no qualms with that. Um and it's a pretty well done, well executed and many times thrilling uh, chase movie at that. Um, it didn't have much to add to the Terminator story. I think that's sort of the the drawback of it. Um, is basically saying, well, Judgment Day had to happen, um, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all there is to it. So it's sort of a bummer in that respect, and didn't have much to add to all the themes that T two and even T one got to. Um, but it's a very rewatchable movie. It's again, it's a really solid action piece, which is probably what Dark Fate's going to turn out to be based on the reviews. Um, but self, but well, do you have any rebuttal to that or no? I know this isn't movie court, but uh, well, I just think I think obvious. again, I think twelve year gap. I think is it didn't help. Um, I I just I don't find anything about T three compelling, and that that yeah. was just me. I will um, remind you, you, we did watch that movie in the theater together, and you did like the movie after after of we watched it. I will, I will remind you of that. Sure, that was sixteen <laughs> years ago. Um, 
that, I've evolved. That's Chris's like, MO. He, he loves the I've, movie when it first comes out, and then I've evolved, a year later, so. he changes his stance. Right. I, was a, I, was a junior, I was going into my senior year of college at the time. I was a much different person then. <laughs> okay all right um yeah and um yeah we i think we all agree that uh terminator salvation and terminator genesis were um pretty abhorrent movies almost offensive uh, in many ways especially genesis um i'm not sure there's not all that much to (laughs) break down with these movies um i did see both of these in the theater uh especially genesis um and i had a choice between seeing jurassic world or Terminator Genesis uh, mm-hmm. in the theater. I was in Montreal at that time for a bachelor party, <laughs> which is a long story why I was going to see a movie during that time. But uh, I chose Genesis and I chose poorly. <laughs> but uh, but um, okay. if they included Linda Hamilton in the third and maybe fourth and fifth, does that alone fix a franchise? Was it was, it, was the pain points that she wasn't in there involved? Was that the central problem with it or not? I don't know if it was the central problem with it, but uh, I mean, I don't think her presence would have hurt. Um, T3, a different movie with, right, it's T3. I, I think, don't they like explain her away by saying she she died of like cancer or something? Right. Or, Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody, nobody likes that. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think that it would have worked with, with Terminator Salvation because um, that was set like during during the the war with the machines mm-hmm. um yeah i mean it, it just I, I, going back to part thing. of the problems with some of this i think is is the lack of involvement with linda hamilton and also james cameron yeah and uh, yep fair points because terminator dark fate certainly seems to think linda's hamilton's pre- linda hamilton's presence is going to solve a lot of things maybe not everything but a lot of things chris what is what's your what's your take on this question I think, I mean, her involvement, I think, would have helped. I mean, she is an iconic female heroine, if you will. Um, and, I mean, this is this is her definitive role. Um, you know, nothing against, uh, you know, Children Dante's of the Corn. Peak. Or Dante's Peak <laughs> or um, Children of the Corn or right, you know, the Beauty right. and the Beast TV series. But, um, you know, wow. this is... This is yeah. It's a deep cut over here. <laughs> the deep cut of Linda Hamilton's career. Um, by the way, I think that's all four of the roles she's actually had. But um, yeah, no, I think I think it it would have been I, I improved. But if you really look at the the teams that were on board for all these other movies, um, the the glaring absence of James Cameron also needs to be noted. Mm. But also the fact that you don't have necessarily a strong team of. Uh, writers and directors for any of those three sequels. Um, you know, camera's not involved. You finally have a good director in Tim Tim Miller, but I mean, the three previous directors, most notably Mick G. I mean, Ugh. if Mick G is the best Ugh. of your bunch, um, that's not that's it's not on paper. That's just not good. So. Well, it's it's funny because Genesis had the, one of the Game of Thrones guys as a director, and he's a, he was a really good uh, uh, tailor. I forget his name, but. Um, yeah, he's a very oh, good wasn't he the guy that did one of the like Thor two? Yes, correct. Dark World. Yes, and he's a good Game of Thrones director, and I thought he would have done something with this material, but yeah, it was. Um... I mean, I also think. I mean, this is going to sound silly, but I think that whole Christian Bale outburst thing really killed uh, Terminary Salvation before it even had a chance to come out. I think yeah, that, yeah. You get that I negative mean, press. Yeah, there's right. that, and I, you know, Sam Worthington's kind of a like. 
empty <laughs> empty vessel is a, a leading man too. I think that's what killed. I think he was what really killed the movie. That that not only Sam Worthington is not a very good actor, but also just the story's focus on him and an arc, which is pretty, I think, meaningless ultimately, and it's kind of sort of like a who cares? Oh, you're half robot, app, whatever. Um, I agree. I, that was. I think it was just misguided from start to finish. Now that they really understood what made the the Terminator movies tick um, for the most part. Um, what did did Cameron write? Uh, Terminator Two. Yes. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you? How would you fix the franchise? We'll start with Ken. So, like, let's say. Let's pretend we're back at the end of T2 and they told you, all right, we're not going to end the story here. So we're we, take, we, we go back in time to the end of T2? Yeah, like, I, I, we could say we're going to do what Dark Fate did and just ignore the we're, sequels. We're sending, we're sending one of us back in time. Right, sure. That's a <laughs> yeah. fix. Right, like how would you, in hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty, but how would, how would you have charted the franchise with the director that you had to extend the franchise. Oh, because I mean, if I had my choice, I would have had to stop at T2. Right. right. And not make a third one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's not your option. So okay. They're giving, uh, they're giving you $300 million to make a third one, you know. and, and Yeah, four, which can go a long way in 1992. <laughs> uh, right. right. I mean, I think, I don't think Terminator Salvation is a bad concept. I think it was poorly executed. I think you could do something set during that time frame uh, with a with a grown up uh, John Connor fighting the machines, mm-hmm. but I, I I don't I would certainly wouldn't want Mick G. Um, <laughs> I would I would I would tell them to stay far away from Mick G. as a director. Right. Um, so that that's me. I I I I don't think that's a bad idea for a movie. Uh, it just uh, obviously. I think it's done better. <laughs> I think you could have played with artificial intelligence more with these robots. Like, cause yeah. the robots are mostly, you know, they don't really talk unless it's, you know, the Arnold style robots, but you could, I think you could have played with some themes of yeah. the robots kind of teaching themselves how to become as smart, if not literally smarter than the humans and acting just like them, but much more malevolent, you know, because that's where they, you know, the robot evolution goes. I think there's some yeah, themes there. I yeah. think, I think T3 would have benefited from not just having a more advanced Terminator robot come back in time, but having a more like human villain, like someone who really like resumes the work of the Terminators or at least the, the science and technology behind it that just eventually leads to Judgment Day because you, you can never stop progress. Like, progress doesn't just stop because you put a roadblock up, which is yeah. sort of what they're trying to get at. And they could have. It could have been a bigger twist that Arnold was never going to try and stop. I mean, the twist was that Arnold was pretending like he was going to stop uh, Judgment Day, but he never was. You know, yeah, he, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't uh, Genesis kind of some of that <laughs> with, with like, trying to incorporate like AI and, yeah, and stuff into the into the so, storyline? Kind of. But yeah, it was a weird blend of like T4 yeah. and 5 and it just failed on spectacularly on all those yeah. levels. I, I did have I did have one idea, yeah, um, which would have been maybe go even further back in time to like a like a younger version of Sarah Connor and try to and and send a machine to try to kill her as a child. Oh, you're getting like what they. You're stepping like, on my boat. You're stepping on my boat. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, but that's it. I'll oh, go ahead. That's but it. that's uh, that that was an idea I thought of. Like maybe set it during like 
the free love era of the sixties. <laughs> well, and that's where you get into like the TV. So then you have, then you have like Arnold. Nature. You get you get Arnold dressed up as like a hippie or something, right? I, I, I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. Just right. Just more ridiculous yeah. period sets and, and everything. But Chris, any thoughts? How would you how would you fix the franchise? Well, I mean, I think from the the very, um, you know, uh, I guess you call it just from a pure staffing standpoint. Uh, you're obviously have James Cameron either direct and write it or at least direct it. I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, I know he's like, I know he's like, you know, chin nope. up in Chris. Uh, you're Avatar. directing. Chris, you're directing you, it. That's how you're well, fixing. He, it. It's when you're fixing. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I, I thought it was the your pro- your producer. Studio. Your producer, director, screenwriter, you're all of these things. So, oh, okay. oh, okay. Well, that that changes everything then. Um, well, in that case, um, first and foremost, uh, like I said, from a staffing standpoint, just bring on some great directors, great writers. You make it rated R. Uh, Terminator yes. movies are meant to be rated R. Um, yes. I believe the last two are PG thirteen. Uh, may, may I may I ask why? Why do they have to be R? For, I, well, here's the thing. I mean, we're living in this era where <laughs> R rating, R rating, and PG thirteen seems to be like you know the gap seems to be narrowing. I think right. an R rating, it almost feels like a stamp of approval for action films. Like not for nothing, but none of us want to go see a PG thirteen John Wick movie. I mean, the fact that it's like, <laughs> I think rated R is almost like that parental advisory sticker where it's like, oh man, this is gonna be good because it's rated R. You know, it's like it's yeah, almost anything's like anything's on the but, table. But, but anything's but, on the table. But um, but T two could have been PG thirteen. Uh, no, but it could, no, uh, no, 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 no. What, what what would have it lost if it was PG thirteen? I mean, the the first like, of all, like Edward Furlong's, you know. Body mouth, uh, but he's like dropping f bombs left and right. But also, like I mean, essential? a lot of the deaths was that really a lot of the T one. Th- yes, it is. Uh, oh, a lot of the oh, oh, a lot of Patrick Stewart's um uh uh Patrick Stewart Robert Robert Patrick's uh, <laughs> kills awesome. in that movie. That would have been a very awesome. That's how you very different movie. That's how you. Fix I mean, he he basically Patrick stabs Patrick. people through the head throughout that entire film, and I just think I mean the gunshots uh, left and right. I mean, it's a vi- it, Terminator movies. I think is one of those franchises that uh, works best when it's when it's just like violent. It's got to be a violent movie for, for me. Okay. And with PG thirteen, I just think that again, it's it's one of those like um, it's almost like a cool kids in the cafeteria label almost. Like if if you're the PG thirteen Terminator, that's got that's got to be lame. But for a Raider R Terminator. It's a much better movie. Was Terminator a bloody movie? I, mean, I haven't seen T2 oh, in yeah. a while. It's not, it's a blo- it's, it's, it's a bloody movie? That's what makes it R. For 1990, I mean, for 1990, no, one it was, yes. Yes. Yeah. See, I I feel, I mean, take away the F-bombs for a second. I feel T2 rated now would be PG-13. I don't I mean, know, unless I'm forgetting no. some very specific. No, shot. I think it's still you, have, you have a woman stabbed through her mouth. You have that a guy happens. stabbed that through happens. his That's- eye. And then he jiggles. <laughs> That's a Tuesday night in the Earhart house. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not seeing any. Like I'd show that to Ashley tomorrow. Right? I don't see what I don't see what the problem is. Um. Ar- Arnold gets a cigar like uh, put out on his chest. I mean, there's a butt um, shot of Arnold, right? I mean, I guess that. Yeah. So, so you know, you can't have a T movie without that. So I guess I guess you're right that there. But um, okay, all right. What else? 
All right, so it has to be R. So all, all it's got to be R. You got to have a strong and it and, and and like you guys have been saying, there has to be a compelling story. It, it there's you know there's a this is an entire universe that certainly can be explored in different ways, not necessarily the Genesis way, but like um, it, there's 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 potential there. So I think yeah, a prequel movie. Uh, I don't know about setting you know setting it in the hippy divvy uh, love generation that, that didn't work out really well for from random black three but um, send them back to the old west like back to the future three right right oh there's all sorts of possibilities there you go i just think if you're we could i think with as people are getting and we'll talk about this later but i think as, as people are getting to this like sequel fatigue it's like it, as long as you come up with something that's compelling uh and interesting i think that's that's where you got to start so but yeah se- i yep good segue there um so i want to talk about what Terminators here is doing, which is skipping sequels, right? Which is starting to become a trend, I think. So uh, Terminator Dark Phase pretending T3, 4, and 5 did not happen. This is, you know, never happened. It's going to take place right after T2, which is a tactic Halloween did when it came out with the most recent Halloween movie. It pretended Halloween's 2 through 12 or whatever they were. It didn't happen. Um I'm going to predict this is going to be an emerging trend <laughs> as Hollywood continues to look to mine IP without uh, making endless sequels. Do you guys think this is a good trend for Hollywood, a bad trend for Hollywood, or somewhere in between? We'll start um, with you, Chris. Uh, it, if it's well executed, it's a good one. Um, if it's, it, I, I just think it's a gigantic roll of the dice uh, to ignore essentially what is canon um and just because they might be bad um like the halloween franchise had become um i i think it's 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 definitely a roll of the dice and it but if it works great um i think it also puts a lot of pressure on this new series though because then because you've basically disqualified half the franchise um you need this one to be good and you also need the next one's to be very good uh for i mean so the fact that they're halloween 2 again um (laughs) you know it's like it's got to be right just just as or if not better than the original so i guess so i guess so obviously if anything's a good movie it's going to be a good idea but in terms of do we want this trend to grow or do we want this trend are we fine if hollywood just continues to use this tactic you know not maybe not every franchise but you know frequently the next 10 years ken uh i'm not a fan of it uh i I think it's already an emerging trend yeah um i mean we can go back to like 2006 or whatever with uh superman returns um with the brandon routh one that uh was it superman returns was that the movie yep yeah yeah that's the Um, brandon routh one yeah it it ignored uh superman three and four and picked up after oh, Superman yeah. 2. I guess, which by um, the way we we saw that together and we, did. we did not we did not like that movie. <laughs> we did, no, I did not I did not um, like it either. Yeah. Um I'm just yeah I, I, I'm not a fan of creating like multiverses <laughs> for movie like movie franchises and right, I mean if you right. want you, you want to do like like a standalone Joker movie like they just did, that's one thing and, and keep like a Batman franchise going in a different direction that's that's one thing but like just branching off and or like ignoring uh you know movies that that you've produced before just because it's convenient for you 
um, just doesn't uh, doesn't really work for me. So I, I acknowledge it will be confusing if this is really rolled out because you know they're certainly not going to call this one Terminator two point five. You know, it's not going <laughs> to stick in numerology. It would have to have a Dark Fate subtitle, like all like Halloween does as well. However, it is it does give Hollywood a chance to sort of correct some wrongs with some really horrendous sequels, as we know, for many, many franchises. So uh, I do. So that's my way of saying I do support the tactic. And I think uh, if they're going to do sequels, I'd rather do this way where they can, you know, recourse and basically gloss over some really terrible sequels uh, versus trying to being stuck with what was done and trying to you know reimagine it or just you know continue off so that story. so you're willing to give them a mulligan and chris and i are will uh prefer to take their nose and rub it in the uh the dump that they took <laughs> on our rug uh chris is with me well no chris is supportive of this tactic if i heard yeah, it yeah all right yeah. as long as it works yeah right. as long as it works <clears throat> okay so the last storyline for this is so the reviews are out, and uh, reviews are generally positive uh, so far for Terminator Dark Fate. The reviews are fairly consistent, though, and, and a lot of reviewers are calling this, um, this is the Force Awakens of the Terminator franchise, um, which I am interpreting it to mean that they basically just remade, you know, they, you know, they blended together T1 and T2, you know, copied a lot of the same elements, just made it for t- 2019 and called it a day and hope the fans will be happy. Do... Um, is this a good trend going forward? Is is if movies just sort of a se- its position as a sequel, but it's really just basically a reboot, copy, you know, basically a carbon copy of you know the original movie, just like Star Wars: Force Awakens was with A New Hope. Uh, start with you, Ken. I mean, I I understand the the um, I'll, I'll say this: I thought the Force Awakens copying was had a specific purpose for the franchise, given that uh, the prequels kind of sullied the good name of Star Wars for fans. <laughs> um, and, and so I thought that was good to esta- like reestablish things and, and not, not get off on the wrong foot. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, they're going to keep doing this stuff because <laughs> it's proven intellectual property that, that they know worked in the past and they're going to go back to the well. Right. Um, but is it a good thing? So understand. I, 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 uh, Right. No, of course it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, I want. I'm the, I, I, I some want would new, say yes. I want. Yeah, some would say yes, but I'm not. <laughs> I want new re- and fresh stories. That, but you uh, just, but you just said Force Awakens was good. Like you said, you're glad yes. Force Awakens took that tactic. I, so. I, I, no, I, I understood why they did it. <laughs> oh, but you didn't like it, though. I didn't. I didn't say that. I did like it. I just. <laughs> Aha. Okay, fine. You got me. <laughs> Your Honor, I rest my case. Fine, I'm fine to be hypocritical in, uh, in this moment. I don't. I don't. Have yeah. A... Now, now he slips up on the Star Wars thing. Now, now he does when it comes Folks, to the Force Awakens. Movie court. Yeah, we're talking movie... about Force Awakens. So we did a movie court on um, on uh, Last Jedi, folks. You should check it out. It's it's an hour and a half of this uh, of, the, of the style banter, and uh, yeah. it's it's great. Check it out, uh, Chris. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's funny. I don't think that this was more of – I don't think it was taking a, a Force Awakens route, I guess. I mean, just from the look of the trailers, I'm like, I don't know how you can say that this is a you know almost carbon copy of the original Terminator. But um, I did think that they were going for what I call uh, 
I call it wokeness points. Um, <laughs> like this movie right. is trying to do, this right. movie is trying to score high because first of all, you got practically an all female um, like mm-hmm. starring cast with Arnold, uh, old Arnold. Uh, the villain is a, a person of color at who at one point it looks like kills a bunch of ice agents, which you know <laughs> it's gonna get. All, I think he, yeah. I think he kills a bunch of ice agents and sets a bunch of of imprisoned. Um, uh, uh, undocumented residents free from detention centers, which you know is going to get a bunch of, of points with um, certain people of the media. So I think this movie <laughs> definitely gets some wokeness points rather than right. saying it's a Star Wars reboot. So yeah, again, I'm just, I haven't seen it. We're, we, none of us have seen it. We're going off the reviews. There was several reviews that called it the Terminator Awakens or, you know, Terminator The Force Awakens kind of thing. Um, yeah, my, my general take is I think this is atrocious for movies, uh, for the reasons you said, Ken, um, it's, I mean, if this is just what we're going to get, we're going to get, you know, movie, couple sequels, and then 10 years later, just basically reboot, you know, the original without any type of reimagining. It's just, just bad for creativity, but if the audience is going to reward it, like they did for the force awakens, and this is what we're going to get. Um, okay. I think it's time for see, don't see. Chris, do you remember how the game works? Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's just dive into it then. Okay. What? We're not giving like a two-minute. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, check out an old ep- check out an old episode if uh, you want to see how it works. Okay. Uh, all right, gentlemen. All we'll go. Ken. We'll go in the order of Ken, Chris, and then myself. Uh, all you know about the movie is as part of the Terminator franchise. See or oh, we're not doing weights like we did last week, Ken. We'll just okay. do negative three to positive three. Okay. Uh, all you know about the franchise, a movie is it's part of the Terminator franchise. See or don't see, Ken. Mm. At this point, <laughs> uh, man, it's either a one or a zero. I'm gonna go with a zero. Okay. Yeah. Chris, uh, I will also go zero on that one. Okay. Completely so, neutral. So I would say I went into Salvation as a three. Yeah. I went into Genesis somehow still a two. Because, again, I went to see it in the theater. Uh, Genesis turned me from a two to a minus two, I think, uh, at this point. (laughs) So that is where I am. Minus two. Uh, Linda Hamilton. All you know is Linda Hamilton is back and she is starring in a movie. You don't know it's a Terminator movie. Just know it's a movie. And it's Linda Hamilton. See or don't see. Hmm. I'm going to say, given that most of her roles feel like they're tied to Terminator anyways, because <laughs> I don't know ma- much out of like outside of Dante's Peak and oh, yeah. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast, as Chris mentioned, <laughs> which I, you know, I, I will admit, I'm not, I'm probably not as big of a fan as Chris, but I, I'm a, I am a Sarah, uh, a Linda Hamilton fan. So I, I would say uh, one on the chance on that she's maybe back in another Terminator movie like this one. Okay, Chris. Hello. Let me ask. Let me ask this. Do I know the genre of movie? Not no. not, not to say nope. the no. premiere, but nope. so I don't even a, know what the genre it's is. It's just a Linda Hamilton movie. You yeah. aggregate your score across possible genres she could appear in. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you if you've never seen the forty six you know episodes starring. of Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> or her guest starring role in Murder and, She Wrote, by the way, or um, or her guest star in, in Chuck. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Right. Um, movies. This is a movie. And, and by the way, Beauty and the Beast went downhill when they killed off her character. Just saying. Let's let's not go there. 
I can't. I'm not ready. I'm, sorry. Um, I'm gonna give it a. I'll go. I'll go a one because she's one, really. She's someone who doesn't work a lot, so when she comes back, it kind of feels like a little bit of an event. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too few movies. Zero. Zero for me. Uh, Arnold. Oh, before we get to the Arnold Schwarzenegger, I did want to ask you guys. Take your best guess how they're going to bring Arnold into this movie, considering this is starting after T2 and he kills himself Mm. at the the end. I know there's multiple Terminators and stuff, but how are they going to incorporate him, considering the trailer shows him with a beard and old and, (laughs) you know, in a cabin for some reason, staying in a cabin or something? Honestly, I have no idea because I, 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 yeah. It, it it kind of breaks my brain to think about it. Right, right. So they like they literally threw him, like all of that him. stuff into the into the uh, the the molten like right. stuff at the end of T two. Everything, right? Uh, all right. This is such a good uh, um, theory that uh, it's it, it's got to be true. Um, I I don't think it's the same. Like I don't think this this Terminator right. is like at all related to the T2 Terminator. Right. It has no no knowledge of who Sarah Connor is. I think it's maybe perhaps a model that was just built and also sent back. I mean, who knows? Maybe their expectation is like they sent multiple Terminators back in case maybe one failed and the next one could pick it up. I don't know. Uh, I just think it's it's like, while Sarah Connor might be like, oh, that Terminator, ah, I I don't think this Terminator is going to have any clue. But the key part is, it's not any Terminator, it's an old Terminator, which means they send him back and then he's hung around a while, you know, just because the old Terminator looks like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is 20s. And and another thing, guys, I I just read a description of the movie and it says uh, they're led to a T-800 from Sarah's past that may be their last best hope. Oh, from T-1? So, I have no idea. <laughs> All right, I then I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> I, I I have no idea. I oh, can't. God. Now I might go see the movie just to. Just I'm just. See. I'm. You know what? I'm just ready to be surprised. I'm re- I mean. All right. Uh, all right. So Arnold Schwarzenegger. See, all you know is Arnold starring in the movie. See or don't see. Hmm. I mean, at this point, it's, it's 2019. Uh, yeah. 2019 Arnold. I'm probably a zero. Okay, Chris. Yeah, post governorship, it's it hasn't been good. <laughs> it's um, been rough. <laughs> it's been rough. Uh, I I would I would probably say a a strong zero. Strong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you are really neutral. You are really really neutral. Like, I am really firmly neutral on this on this. Like you, if you tell me, hey, let's go see an Arnold movie. I'm I'm not moving from my seat without more information. I, so. I am completely indifferent, and I am standing my ground. <laughs> standing my ground. That's a hard zero. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's sad to say I'm a zero as well. It just does not. Arnold, sorry, buddy. Not no more. Get no move, move, movie movie. Ah, don't move the needle for me anymore. All right, uh, next one. All you know about the movie is. Um, in the trailer, it shows one of the heroes actively kicking the villain's ass in pr- very prominent parts uh, during the movie. That's all you know. Is just that you know the hero is just dominating, kicking ass. See or don't see? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'll go with a zero. It's zero. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, Wait, usually, so all I know about the movie is that the hero's kicking ass. That's yeah, because usually that, kicking the villains, kicking the villains ass. Usually yeah, that's the thing specific. that should be saved for like the, they don't show that during the the trailer. Right. 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 Uh, well, yeah. I right, go ahead, Chris. There's a reason I include this as a seed on seed. Go to go ahead, Chris. I mean, I I'm all in on the John Wick series, and like that's all the clips that I see is just oh, him killing killing right. dozens of people. Right. So. I, I'm at this point. I'm a three, probably on that. Like, three. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So like, if you're I, telling me that I'm gonna watch uh, the hero like just dominate throughout this movie, I'm in. Now that is fair. Now I'm a minus three on this. I'm gonna Whoa. tell you, and I'm gonna juxtapose this. So John Wick, the like go. he he's the movie. No, 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 no. It's it's a positive. Like okay. again, you're going to the movie. Like it's just him kicking ass in various creative ways. Like that's what Jason Statham movies are too. You know, and that's the same kind of deal. Uh, um, generally now, and this CNC does fall into that, but when I think of this, I think of, I'm thinking about the Terminator trailer where it's like, again, these Terminators are supposed to be the most fearsome, ruthless things you ever see, which is they stopped Arnold in the past, Linda Hamilton, all that. And now we're introduced like, oh, she's just like very easily kicking this Terminator's ass. Like, where's the suspense? Where's the drama? Where's like anything and to chris's earlier point are they doing this just to score woke points <laughs> you know you're talking about like, Mackenzie davis's character i am talking about Mackenzie davis okay character. yes because yes. she's supposed to be like an enhanced super soldier or something right, right. Yeah. and and it's like oh okay so there's not much to fear about from Linda Hamilton's point of view, because Mackenzie Davis is just going to take care of the Terminator in some way. So I don't see much suspense or drama. And like, if that's what's going to be, then I am a minus three on this. Uh, okay. Next. All you know about the movie is, is the sixth movie in a franchise where the last mm. two sequels were horrendous. Uh, <laughs> see or don't see. I, I, I'm glad you put that last part in there because then, you know, it throws out the uh, the possibility of it being like the Fast and Furious franchise. Right, 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 right definitely. You know, uh, yeah, if it's the last two have been so bad, um, I'm probably going to be like a negative one. Negative one, okay. Chris? Um, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to probably go a little further. I'll probably be a negative two. Yeah, I am negative two as well. Negative two as well. Okay, last. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I have two more. Uh, all you know about the movie is it's a movie. It's a sequel, but it's forgotten previous sequels to it, like we discussed before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so see or don't see, just based off that alone. I mean, I'm gonna <laughs> if it's a if it's a franchise I'm interested in, I'm probably still gonna see it, but under protest. So okay. I'll say like uh, I'll say. Uh, a soft negative one. Soft negative one. Okay. Yeah. Wait, what's the Are question you? again? <laughs> uh, it's a movie. It's a sequel in a franchise that is forgetting previous sequels to it. Just that's oh. all that you know about it. Is that it has it's deploying that tactic. Oh, a, a hard two. <laughs> hard two. All right. I like the uh, course correction. Yeah, I, I do too. I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm. A, I'm not a hard two. I'm a soft two. I think I'm a soft two, but a two nonetheless. Last one. Uh, all you know about the movie is James Cameron produces produces is producing the movie, but is not directing the movie. Mm. Uh, see or don't see? Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, you know, can you skip me and come back to me on that one? I want to. Sure, yeah. I want to look at what he's actually produced. <laughs> uh, um. Again, there's so many ways you can earn a producer credit nowadays right. in terms of like how like 
literally easy it is uh, without very little involvement. Right. But at the same time, this is a guy who kind of prides himself on his reputation. Um, I mean, so if you, you look at you can you can so you can interpret this as saying like this isn't just a tangential production, like so because he's very clearly involved in this movie, you know, and uh, at least in some fashion. So, um, I would some... honestly say a two, two because you know what? Yeah, I'm... he hasn't really had any misses when he has when he's that heavily involved. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, uh, I'm a two as well. Looking at his IMDb page, okay, as a producer, he, he's done a lot of documentaries. He's a, a right. exec producer on, but you know, Alita. Uh, do Sanctum, which was like a, I think a cave diving uh, mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Avatar, um, Solaris, Strange Days, Point Break. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll, g- I'll give him a two on that one. Okay, I'll go uh, a hard one, a hard one on that. Um, all right, uh, so our totals are so Chris, you are a six. You are a six out of seven categories. You are pretty interested in seeing this and seeing this movie. We didn't even okay. have a, we didn't even have a seat on C whether you own this movie in fantasy box office or not. <laughs> you know that's that wasn't even a category. Uh, Ken, you you are a one. You are a one as some categories. Pretty neutral, and uh, I'm minus four. I'm a minus four on this movie. But it's an enthusiastic ah. minus four. <laughs> right, right, right. Now I think the better question you should have asked is like if if James Cameron was writing this movie uh, because. We look at some of his writing credits. I mean, he wrote Rambo: First Blood Part Two, so it's like, sir, I'm writing C or don't see. I'm I'm authoring these uh, categories. Much, there. you know, different questions. So, uh, I have two bonus questions. Uh, one, this is this is more of a discussion question, a bonus question. But uh, if it was anyone other than Arnold, and you could probably pick who you think would be best suited to fit it, uh, would you more or less interested in the movie? So like who would be the who would be like the current day choice to play like a Terminator type robot? You know, obviously emotionless, but you know, kind of who kicks ass and um, yeah, probably has a physique for it as well. Hmm. Anyone come to mind? Hmm. I couldn't I couldn't really think of any, any anyone, but I think the the physique thing at this I don't not not this is not for woke points, but like <laughs> I think for a character like the Terminator. Um, it, as opposed to 1984, I don't think physique really matters anymore. I guess, like, <laughs> yeah. if you oh, think I mean, about it, because like in all the in all the sequels, he's he's fought against very like much smaller, right, right, people. sleeker, yeah, right, 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 right. So I think I think you could just, I mean, but he was imposing, yeah. but his physique made him imposing, particularly. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, so. I mean, I think in the world of acting, it's kind of tough right now because. There's just, I mean, there's not a lot of people that occupy that kind of space. You might have to look towards the wrestling, uh, you know, um, like a Randy Orton. For those of you who know who Randy Orton is, he might be a good pick. Um, I don't know if Dave Bautista, you know, is Bautista is there would be the one that I would think of. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Now that you say that you say his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he could actually. I think he could actually like. Do a, do a fairly interesting like character with it maybe mm. could, could Chris Evans do it? I think he's too. I think his <laughs> his brand is too positive right now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I know that'd be quite a turn. Um, but he'd play a hero. I mean, it'd just be oh just yeah, a different, yeah. Kind of very different type of one. Which would make more sense, Evans or, or Hemsworth for the Chris's? Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, probably Hemsworth. Especially if it was like a heroic. Uh, like T2 version of it. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, 
you kind of stepped on this a little bit um, before, but if the plot turned out to be a Terminator being sent to the 1800s to kill Sarah <laughs> Connor's uh, great grandmother or something like that, uh, would you more or less interested in the movie? More. Yeah, me too. Because oh, then you're trying to figure out. Favorite. Yeah, because then you're trying to figure out like 1800s ways of, of, of disposing <laughs> right. of a Terminator. That's right. You know? That's right. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, let's see. Which, let's by see. the way, had the Sarah Connor Chronicles gone on for future seasons, you know they would have explored that that mm. possibility. Oh yeah. Well, as we said, like new, each episode would be a different time period in American or U.S. or global history, or you know, depending on where her uh, ancestors lived. Mm. I gotta say that was a fun TV series. Was it? It was, yeah. it was actually better than a lot of people gave it credit for. Yeah. yeah. Short lived, but it was it was enjoyable. All right, Chris, uh, you can unzip your pants now. We're going to read some reviews for oh, uh, Terminator yeah. Dark Fate. Yeah. Yes. Box office preview after dark. <laughs> Excuse me while I, while I take my belt off. Here. <laughs> Put on uh, some mood and bullets. <laughs> All right, let's do this. <laughs> let's see. Okay, here's a positive review from Paul Whittington of the Irish Independent. Did we need a Terminator 6? We didn't even need a Terminator 5, but at least this one has gone back to basics to some extent and played to the franchise's strengths, humor, great action scenes, and Arnie. Uh, Another positive review from Ayn O'Connor from the Sunday Independent, also in Ireland. Deadpool director Tim Miller takes over the reins and delivers nonstop thumping, chases, explosions, a fair few F-words, and all-around action bedlam. Nice. Uh, Let's see... Oh, here's a good woke positive review. Three generations of powerful women grab the reins and take us for a wild and raucous cinematic ride. Telling you those woke points. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I got Go a, ahead, here's a Dana Stevens for Slate. A negative review says Terminator Dark Fate seems uninterested in questions of technology, dystopia, gender, race, or even the logic puzzles of time travel. It's all about the wham-bam with barely a thank you to the three mams at its center. Matthew Bond. Uh, she just the, hates women. <laughs> <laughs> from the UK Mail, negative review. For a while, there's a certain pleasure in recognizing some of the icon- iconography of the t- first two films. It's disappointing to find that Cameron and his writing team have effectively written the same story all over again. Uh, let's see. Another negative review. As a sequel, it's baldly opportunistic, grab-bagging contemporary political issues like reproductive justice, what? Uh, undocumented migrants <laughs> in a transparent yeah. attempt to justify its cultural yep. relevance. That was from Simran Hans from the UK. The observer. That was a negative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going with the, the undocumented uh, immigrant thing because based on yeah. the trailers. And then Scott Mendelson of Forbes. Ooh. It's it's the Force Awakens of the Terminator series, and I don't mean that as a compliment. So oof. 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 All right. Let's yeah, make it's some... got a 68% rating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's make some predictions. So tracking uh, for Terminator Dark Fate is right around the $40 million range. I think I've seen uh, boxoffice.com has a range of 33 to 43 million um, with their official forecast, uh, 38. I've seen more official tracking, again, between on the higher end of that range from 40 to uh, 44. Um, so with that further ado, we will uh, start with you, Ken. What is your prediction? I'm going to go with uh, robust uh, 41 million. 
41. Okay. So that's on a little bit of the higher end of the tracking. Any reason? Any justification? Um, I think the slightly positive reviews will bump it up to a higher end of the uh, spectrum of where it's being projected. Okay. Chris, what do you think? 80 million? 85 million? Oh, at least. <laughs> um, Triple digits. 120 million. Uh, this is going to be an event. No, um, I'm going to say it's going to it's gonna surprise. It's going to do better than the prediction. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go high. I'm going to say 48 million. 48 million. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little lower than Ken. I think that 38 number is, I think, right on the money. Um, I will go maybe one notch higher than that 39 million uh, for me. I'd still, I, my, my gut is most of Terminator fans have checked out uh, this franchise either after Salvation or definitely after Genesis as the box office trends has shown. Um, so I think it's a little too little too late for Linda Hamilton and, uh, 30, below 40 million is where this is going to end up. So there we have it. So we'll check back in. There are several other, uh, uh movies coming out, uh, this weekend. We have Harriet, um, which is, I think at a low 60% Rotten Tomatoes score. It's a biopic on Harriet. It's, just a, it's a silly movie. It's a silly, silly movie. Have you seen it? I I I I haven't seen it yet, but just the trailer, it's just it's making Harriet Tubman look like an action star, and it's just it's just silly. <laughs> well, like she's, I mean, she's she a gun toting. She kind of was. <laughs> she was a gun toting. Like, you know. was she though? Was she? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. She was gun toting. Like, yeah, the, the poster I mean, has her like. She needed guns to run the underground. Uh, you I know, don't know. Underground railroad. I, I think it looks silly, and also I've met Cynthia Revo in person. And she's she's just. Um, She's she's just too much to handle. So I just I don't like her personally. So oh, really? I've been, I've enjoyed her in the movies I've seen her in so far. Uh, she you know what? I'll put it this way. Anytime that like good things happen to people I love and like and respect, I will give them standing ovations. Um and when pe- like so I will not do that for Cindy Cindy wow. the Refo in anything that she does in her career. So okay, then. Wow. Yeah. I just don't like her per- I don't like See that's the weird thing about me is that like because of the blog, I've met a lot of actors. Oh, here we go. Uh, who have then gone on Humble to bragging. do some amazing things. Uh, and me as a as a theater journalist, I have a much different perspective and interactions with these people. And my interactions with Cynthia have not been positive. So I'm just going to leave it there. So so I will not be seeing Harry. That didn't, that's why I, I, I call it a silly movie. Any other humble bragging you want to get in here? Any other famous people you want to name uh, drop here? Or, well, you know? Lindley Odom Jr. is also the movie, and he's a, he's a friend. So he's a friend of the pod. So, right, right. <laughs> friend of the pod. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ken, are you done eye-rolling over there? Or, you know, uh, hold on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm done. Oof. So, uh, how about Motherless Brooklyn? Do you know anybody involved in that movie, Chris? Or anyone um, actually, I, 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 funny enough, <laughs> I do. Ed Norton, you know, I know me and Ed, uh, Eddie Norton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, Eddie Ann. <laughs> uh, I do know actually the um, one in True Hulk, as I like to call him. But Norty you know, E. A, there's a there's a woman that uh, in one of the scenes he like goes up to a woman in the movie. And he tries to hit on her and light her cigarette. Oh yeah, he can't. He's, he's pulling it out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm friends with the woman that plays that in that scene. So yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, do, if you, do you, you like her? I do. She's a very nice oh, person. So, oh, okay. um, so Chris will be going to see this movie. I will be going to see this movie. Uh, also, uh, if you didn't hear, uh, not to plug other podcasts, but 
Um, Edward Norton was fantastic on the Bill Simmons podcast this past week. So mm. there you go. Okay. I saw this movie. It's uh, he. I'll put it this way: Edward Norton calls in like every favor of like actors and 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 uh, uh, famous like artists that he knows. Um, I'll put it this way: it's a it's a movie set in like the fifties, I think. And Tom York is doing uh, like the soundtrack, or has a song prominently featured in the movie, which doesn't really fit for the right. time period. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll be seeing the movie if I need a, a nap really badly. So I mean, it's not that. <laughs> oh, come on, you're, you're so out on this. Movie. The trailer put me to sleep. I mean, what's the movie gonna do? Um, well, anyway, so there's that, and then uh, Arctic Dogs is also coming out. Um, now, Chris, it's... who do you know from this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Arctic dogs. Um, Which of the dogs? Which of the dogs peed on your on your on your leg? I swear to God, I'm looking at this this cast list. Um, uh, nope, no, don't know anybody. I've met. Oh wait, nope. Uh, there's one. Uh, I have met Lori Holden, who is in this in this movie. Um, very, you know, not not like we didn't have a conversation. We're just. That's kind good. Of, in the same room acquaintances from across the room but hey it was like hey that's Lori Holden from The Walking Dead but that was actually before she was on The Walking Dead so <laughs> okay uh, so that's so, so, so the movies again Terminator Dark Fate we expect to uh, win the weekend um, so next week we will be back next week is also jam packed with movies uh, mm-hmm. we have Four pretty major releases coming out. Um, I'm expecting Doctor Sleep and Last Christmas to come in, at least for the new releases, one and two in some order. Um, Doctor Sleep is the sequel, quote-unquote, to The Shining. Uh, We have Last Christmas being a a holiday rom-com, which we haven't had in a while. Uh, We also have Midway, uh, which is a World War II uh, movie from Roland Emmerich. And then we have... <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, starring Woody Harrelson and Patrick Wilson, Dennis Quaid. Uh, that just sounds fantastic. And then uh, Playing with Fire, uh, starring John Cena, uh, family comedy. So there's a lot, a lot coming up next week. We will probably spend most of our time next week on Doctor Sleep and Last Christmas. Oh, I've been doing all my prep for uh, Playing with Fire. <laughs> playing with Fire. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks right. for the heads up. Might do a quick uh, few words on Midway. Um, we have I mean, when Roland Emmerich is involved, you kind of have to, you know, at least spend a few minutes on that. So uh, check us out. November is jam packed um, with, with movies, and uh, so it's going to be an exciting time here. We we'll have lots of uh, good box office preview content. Uh, we should also say we have Movie Court uh, coming out uh, really soon. Uh, Chris and Ken argue over whether The Last Jedi is a good movie or not. Uh, and I am the judge is a really funny, entertaining and illuminating in, in, in various ways uh, episode. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Chris, what else? What do you have to plug? Um, not much, honestly. I mean, a lot of the podcasts that are um, that are waiting to be you know posted have been posted. Um, brand new episode of Stage Directions with Ashley Griffin. She actually talks about. Uh, fairy tales and their their impact on contemporary theater which is really interesting um i think she did a dissertation on it which is like really well researched uh so that was really i was just started listening to it today um but yeah i mean not much else is going on i mean we're we're, the the kickoff the new broadway season is kind of upon us so i'm I'm assuming that there's gonna be a lot of stuff uh 
that will be coming out between now and, and the holidays. So just keep looking. Keep watching. Ken, what do you have to plug? Uh, I just uh, had a review for The Lighthouse posted, which was a uh, enjoyable uh, psychological horror movie. Um, okay. And I'll be seeing Terminator Dark Fate and writing about that. <laughs> Are and, you on uh, board with Robert, like the Robert Pattinson's, you know, the Pattinson's? Uh, yes. Yes. In a word. Yes. In a word. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Um, Has he shed all the Twilight stink off of him? Yes. At this point? Okay. Yeah. Very much so. Good. Um, so, yeah, the, is that uh, uh, Terminator Dark Fate? And I'm hoping to see the highly anticipated Parasite from Bong Joon Ho this weekend. So. A lot of buzz about right. Excellent. And then I have a article coming out hopefully this week uh, about defending Rotten Tomatoes from the uh, from the critics and other uh, opinionists who basically want to make it totally irrelevant in discussions about movies and stuff. And I'm here to defend it. Uh, that should be coming out on the on-screen section of Onstage Blog uh, hopefully sometime this week. So check that out. All right. Uh, let's see. Go check out. Uh, box office preview on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please give it five-star reviews. Uh, leave us a good comment. Any feedback, you can also email us at onstagebop at gmail.com. That's onstagebop at gmail.com. Friend us on Facebook for the on-screen section. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at greg e 333 Ken? Ken Jones 81 Chris, are you on Twitter still? What's, what's uh, no, on? just uh, I'm just doing the onstage blog Twitter account. So just oh, okay. onstage blog, yep. Onstage blog. Well, there you go. So uh, so if you're going to the movies this weekend, uh, go have fun. Check out Terminator. Um, if it's really terrible, we warned you. <laughs> um, the trajectory's <laughs> not good. Okay, the reviews are okay, but it's yeah. You know, if it's just you know, Force Awakens Terminator Edition, we can't say we didn't warn you. So for Chris Peterson, Ken Jones, this is Greg Earhart. We will see you next week on the Box Office Preview Podcast. Adios. You should have ended with Asla Vista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>